So what proverb is it when you take Mick Jagger with you when your lepidopterist club goes out and he comes back with an empty net? Talking about them good old days. songs, movies, radio plays. Conjuring up the old time ways in death. Attic. Hello. Welcome. Yes. Back again. Welcome. I'm at your house. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Whatever. Well, you are at my house. Mm -hmm. So welcome me. (laughs) You're always welcome here. This is your house. Thank you. And so same to you, dear listeners. (laughs) You're always welcome here. Always welcome. Dad, a lot of lot of things have happened since last time we did this. Well, this is the first show of our third season, Mm -hmm. and it's been a while, and lots has happened. You're right. you know, Good things, bad things, lots well, of things in yeah. between. Yeah. First thing I'll say right away, it's hard for me to talk about it even, but my younger brother passed away since we last were here. Mm-hmm. And um, he was a big part of this, mm-hmm. actually. Uh, yeah. Bigger than anybody else other than you or Contributed I. Contributed a lot of ideas. and it We took referred a lo- to him a lot. It took a long time for me to realize that he was doing this because I have two brothers, and, and when we get together, we often refer to songs old movies um we do you know just yeah i don't know if other brothers do that but you know when i would run into pat sometimes he would say oh i just saw a movie with the, the skipper from gilligan's island was in the movie and we yeah. laugh about it and he would say these kinds of things and for a while he was saying these things and i was marveling at how they fit with what yeah. we were about to talk about it's because he was listening he was listening yeah. and and thinking ahead mm-hmm. you know we would say something about we're going to the talk penguin. about yeah, he's the penguin. Yeah, he's the one. He that, would, yeah. He brought that up and yeah. got us started on who the penguin. Yeah. That, or the thing that really touch, touches me is finding out one of his friends said, "Yeah, last time he was here, he was talking about listening to Cab Calloway, and that's something we talked about on this. Like he it wouldn't be, he wouldn't randomly be listening to Cab Calloway had he not heard us discussing it. And it blew me away. It was amazing because he, he and his buddy, the one who told me this. Um, they they were they shared a love of of rock music, you know. Yeah. And that Pat, Pat was old. That this friend was over at Pat's, and Pat said, "I've been listening to Cab Calloway. What the heck?" Yeah. And he would make reference to Gunsmoke and Batman, mm-hmm. and yeah. And, and it fit in, and it and it kind of propelled um, us a little bit. Yeah. It yeah. made us discuss these things, yeah. and uh, you know, it just uh, we will miss that. Yeah. Among many other things. Absolutely. You know? But it's funny how brothers do this kind of stuff, you know, and I don't really understand all the time how much other people have the same grasp on things. W.C. Fields, mm-hmm. my older brother, Bruce, was, was the one that kind of taught everybody about <laughs> W.C. Fields. And, you know, so even now, after all these years, yeah. I think a lot of younger people don't know who that is. And, yeah. And he'll reference it. Once, when we get together, he'll often say something like, yeah. Godfrey uh-huh. Daniel. <laughs> and he'll do it in that voice. But as soon as somebody says Godfrey Daniel, somebody else has to follow up with Mother of Pearl. <laughs> <laughs> there's no way that's not going to come yeah. after uh, Godfrey yeah. Daniel. Those were the two that we yeah. know the best were these fake swear words that W.C. Fields would use in the movie. And I always think, I always think of Uncle Bruce. Whenever I think of W.C. Fields, I hear his voice. 
because he imitates W.C. Fields. Yeah, it so kind of makes me think of how screwed up I was as a kid listening, for, hearing the, for the first time these beautiful classical music pieces and thinking about Alan Sherman. It's like my first reference was Alan before the original. Or Spike Jones. Yeah. Well, you know, and I, I think know. I think I did, I remember hearing Alec Baldwin on a talk show and he was talking about W.C. Fields and how much he liked him. And he said that he and his brothers would always fool around with this hearty hand clasp. <laughs> and anybody who's watched yeah. W.C. Fields in the bank dick will know that we're talking about. Yeah. But we did that all the time, yeah. too. This is this limp <laughs> handshake. You still do that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> A hearty hand clasp. So they did that, and they would howl with laughter. Yeah. So when I heard that, I thought, well, yeah. we're not alone doing well, this. Well, and stuff. our other new news is happier and part of the reason why we're not we haven't been meeting as often um, is because we're gonna have a new addition to our dad's attic team. <laughs> and Already who knows here. who knows what this new kid of mine is going to <laughs> be interested in. He'll be teaching her how to do party hand clasps and things. So her first words will be <laughs> Godfrey Daniel. Oh God, let's hope not. Dad's already trying to get her to be uh, interested in. Jackie Gleason and, <laughs> and Crazy Guggenheim. <laughs> oh, oh funny. Yeah, so. Well. Anyway. Yeah, so. so there's loss, but there's also things gained. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, we're going to do a abbreviated season here. Maybe six episodes. Where maybe we'll try to do more than that, but. Um, yeah, we have been doing 12. I know. I don't calling think it I'm, a season, but. Yeah. I don't think I'm up for that right now, but um, we wanted to do something here, so. Um, we're happy to be back. Yeah. Anyway, also something that we have going on um, in our own space, Dad and I, we are going to do this big um, presentation about the Beatles. Everyone knows that we're big fans already, but we've both been really diving deeply into it more than more in a more of a scholarly way, I think, than, than at least that I've ever done. Um, we've kind of come up with this whole. Um, presentation to share and so I think tonight we'll discuss that a little bit. There's a program at th it's done through the University of Wisconsin Green Bay and I've participated in it before. It's With mostly, other topics, yeah. Yeah, it's mostly for retired people. What do they call it? Lifelong learning, Lifelong right? learning, yes. Yeah. So there are all sorts of different topics. I've done it before with old-time radio. Um, I did one on picture book writing for children mm -hmm. a few but other things this one but this one's about the beatles yeah, yeah yeah it'll be really fun two hours long and we're gonna really do our best to cram everything we know about them into that yeah, little it's hard bit of time. hard to yeah. zero in on yeah. certain things and and let go of other uh, aspects yeah. of the whole history it was interesting to organize it all and you know dad and i would be researching from our own homes and trying to collaborate and stick things together on google slides and stuff yeah. And then we'd call each other and talk about how we're going to organize it. And then we'd end up on some tangent for about 25 <laughs> minutes about how cool. Oh, did you see that video? Yeah, it's a great example of Paul's wonderful songwriting abilities. And blah, 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 blah. You know, just, yeah. it's amazing how much well, of a I found, it is. Yeah, and I found that video of Billy Preston playing the, the keyboards for Good Bit Back and mm -hmm. other songs of that era. And I was fascinated by it to mm -hmm. the point where I was saying, we've got to have that. Yeah. And then later on, I realized, but you know, we, we can't fit that no, in. No, but it, it just goes to show how many too much. tiny little pieces fueled that whole experience for them. 
and helped them be successful because mm-hmm. that, I mean, I know what you're talking about. When you first mentioned it to me before I even watched the video myself, I remember watching that uh, Get Back documentary and when he walked in the room, the whole mood changed yeah. for them. They were all kind of full of tension and then here comes Billy Preston and their whole attitude in the whole space shifted. They were able to do better. And, and the clip that I wanted uh, to include actually addressed just that. Uh, John Lennon says, Bill, you've really made it much better around here. Aww. And they're all smiling and sitting yeah. around and, and George is, looks real happy yeah. and, and Ringo too. They all do. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, it was just this great little thing because they were mm-hmm. getting along real well. And he came in and, and yeah. became a fifth member of the yeah. band kind of. And I don't know what he did exactly, but everybody <laughs> felt better about what they were doing. So, yeah. I think that whole documentary was such a gift yeah. to a super fan because you got to, I mean, it, it was extensive. They didn't cut anything out, that's for sure. You got to sit in all of the moments of quiet <laughs> or yeah. just when they're just having another sandwich <laughs> or... Coming up with new songs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was just amazing to see the process unfold yeah. right before your eyes. Ah. I just will always treasure that. It was, it was really moving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that, you know, they there was a lot of video available still, of course, mm-hmm. um, it's saved and, and good, that you can see them in their early days. Mm-hmm. They, were in, they did a lot of concerts. They yeah. did a lot of TV shows. They did a lot of that. And then it came to an abrupt end. Yeah. Like uh, end of the summer of 1966, they yeah. performed in San Francisco, and they said, "We've had enough of this. We're not yeah. performing in concert anymore." Mm-hmm. After that, there was less and less yeah. to really see, You're right? Except some know, special thing on TV. Kind of interesting or is um, how you know if there's too much of it, then it's not as special. But if there's there's that sweet spot of if you you discover something that was never released until. Uh-huh. Right now, and then suddenly it's like you gotta go check it out, you know. But if it's too abundant, then it the the magic wears off or something. So it's kind of nice that there's less mm-hmm. that you then you want to want to take the time to sit and watch that whole thing. Have you seen that video? I bet you have of the song Rain. I'm not sure what. No, I don't think I have. Oh, it's really mm-hmm. nice. It just it's the Beatles doing Rain, mm-hmm. and that was in that air that that era when they weren't doing a lot yeah. of things like that. So it's really kind of like a valuable uh, piece of, wow. you know, to see them in that, right. at that age, doing that song. And then later you saw... Because music videos weren't really a thing. I mean... No. I do remember I think they, they were one of the first to start doing that, though. Yeah. But I'm it wasn't were. that... It wasn't, where were you going to be watching that, you know? I remember as a kid, they, what they had, they announced it. I forget what show it was. It wasn't Ed Sullivan. One of those. Um, the Smothers Brothers show, mm. where they were going to do... One week they were going to do Revolution, and the next week they were going to do Hey Jude. Mm. I think that's how it worked. But I remember getting excited, turning on the TV, waiting for it, mm. and there they were. And wow. Yeah. You mean the Hey? Is it the Hey Jude when they have all that whole room full of people? Yes. Right? Okay. I do like that. one I remember lot. clearly. Mm. Where the first thing you see is Paul's face. Yes. And he's looking up at the camera, yes. and then he sings and plays and the, the piano. Hands out. And yeah. You then see, more instruments I come loved in. Loved how they had a such a wide age range too there's like an old man <laughs> yeah all these young kids cool. i think it was just whoever was there yeah i think the smothers huh. brothers were part of that <laughs> That's bunch so cool. singing and yeah so and the thing in our research that another thing that i never really knew about was that whole international recording oh, yes. all you need is love yeah, yeah that was so cool to 
to find out about. I, I was not aware of that, and I feel kind of, those are the moments when I'm like, oh, am I really a fan or not? But I, I like I like not knowing everything and, and still getting excited and surprised by things now. Mm-hmm. Um, that was so neat to see the video footage of that, too, that they, for the most part, just did it live. Mm-hmm. And that was, a, that was unheard of. That was the first time that it had ever been done. They had so many firsts. Well, I'm glad we're talking about this. It's just yeah. by coincidence that we're doing this thing mm-hmm. in a week. But really, on this podcast that we do, we talk about uh, Three Dog Night or, yeah. you know, <laughs> these lesser bands or, or musicians. Mm-hmm. And the Beatles, you know, we, we don't give them enough we time have and attention. We've avoided it because we know we, when we get on the... When we get on it, it's going to be for the whole time, you know? <laughs> it's like a Jack Benny syndrome. We we both know the True. how far our own personal interest is in it, so we don't want to bore people by bringing it up every week, but it's there, folks. <laughs> it is. It's like a mountain of yeah. information. Yeah. And, and, and so many years of being interested in all of it, you know? Yeah. And it is so good. You yeah. Know? And then you, we, we like to criticize in a negative way many of the things that we talk about. Um, there'll be less of that with the Beatles. So, but with the Beatles... There's still some once in yeah. a while here, you yeah. know? <laughs> but even there, we have it's always like we have to kind of bounce it off each other and, yeah. and we don't agree with each other on that. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know about you, but there are certain songs I specifically associate with certain people. And there are two that I associate with you that you probably don't even realize. <laughs> they were songs that I personally didn't really enjoy on my own. Until I heard you, you had a some reason. I heard you say, oh, "I like this one because bleh. Okay. Do you want to know what they are? Sure. Doctor Robert. I love and that song. And Andrew Bird can sing. Oh, I love you, that. You song. said yeah. those two, and I before I not that I never not that I didn't like them, but I just never really paid much. They're attention. They're both pre Sergeant Pepper, uh-huh. but not early. You know? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. They were in that. Era. So then, ever since you said that to me, now I always when I hear them, I'm like, oh, these are Dad's favorites. Two hmm. of Dad's favorites. <laughs> The funny thing is, I know for a fact John Lennon thought little of "And Your Bird Can Sing." Mm-hmm. He just kind of tossed it off and yeah. said that was nothing, you know. Yeah. And I thought, wow, how can you write such a thing and then feel that way about yeah. it? Yeah, so uh, interesting. Yeah. And then there's a lot of songs I think about my older brother Jake. I heard those certain songs coming out of his bedroom when he was in high school, <laughs> and as a little kid, thinking, "What the heck is that?" I'm the Walrus. I always think of him. Or Baby, You're a Rich Man. He must have gotten Magical Mystery Tour in his hmm. lineup or something, because a lot of those songs I associate well, with Well, he him. was born 10 years after wow. a Magical Mystery Tour hmm. came out. So <laughs> He was 10 years too late, I guess. Yeah. Uptake, but <laughs> well, that happens with a lot of people. Yeah. They, they come up it was kind of cool, though. I still, when I hear those certain, there's certain ones, and I always think of him. I remember driving around with you in Milwaukee. With, we were listening to the Beatles, and you were really young but you're at this little sweet spot where you like them mm-hmm. and you knew you liked them and you knew some of their songs but you really didn't <laughs> understand what i said well who's singing right now and you were like what and then you you got an ear for that it's paul it's john it's george usually you know when ringo singing yeah but sometimes you know especially a little kid wouldn't i was know. amazed that was kind of fun i remember quizzing you and saying no you there's no way because i couldn't hear i couldn't discern <laughs> who's this now and you'd say it the heck he's like a magician oh. <laughs> i didn't know i couldn't hear it myself part of it was usually 
if Lennon wrote the song, mm-hmm. he would sing the song. Mm-hmm. Not always, but um, yeah, you, you can kind of tell. Yeah, but this I, is a I remember, John song, this I remember is a when I got song. to the point when I started to, I was able to do it, and then I thought, oh, okay, now I can hear the differences. But there were certain songs that even not that long ago I didn't realize were George or John, or whatever. I assumed that it was somebody else. Or when they're singing in harmony, sometimes you don't know who's doing Mm -hmm. it. Their their voices really do blend nicely, and it's hard to tell. Yeah. Now, you can't, I can't even imagine, really, uh, John singing obla di obla da. No, You know? Um, So, yeah, he wouldn't, he just wouldn't. So there are certain songs that are just kind of like, well. I could hear Ringo doing that one. Yeah. Yeah, that's so interesting. It's interesting to think about how it would be to come up with something pretty heavy or deep, not obla di obla da, but something mm-hmm. really meaningful, and then come to the table and then to let your bandmates know, and then they have to play with it, and it's your own piece of you, you know? I could see where that would cause some tension. Yep, and I can I can tell you from reading and research mm-hmm. that it happened a lot with the Beatles, especially mm-hmm. when George would come up with a song and the others wouldn't like it. Yeah. You know, and if, if sometimes Paul would come up with a song, John was real critical. Yeah, yeah. So and it's like I mean, if you think about it, it's poetry sometimes. It's, it's mm-hmm. like maybe kind of like your diary entry or something, yeah. and you come and present it, and people don't like it, and that's it. And know? then there are other bands like Jethro Tull, Ian Anderson did almost all the yeah, writing, yeah. and he would come and say, "Here's my new song," and I, I don't think it, anybody yeah. questioned anything. Right. You know? But the Beatles were different, mm-hmm. and, and they they probably. But I also did. think that helped. Argue. Give them a, you know, they were able to discern what was, they had a high standard for each other, too. Mm-hmm. I learned something recently that I haven't, it didn't include on our research, um, but I learned about the song Hey Bulldog. Yeah. And how first, first it was supposed to be Hey Bullfrog, oh. but then it, during the recording, Paul, in a goofy way, just barked in the background, and John liked that, <laughs> and so they changed it to Hey Bulldog. But also, it was, he liked it so much that he wa- he was advocating for it being it replacing Lady Madonna on that really? single. He li- oh. he thought that would be a better option. Huh. And the, they turned him down because of the records had already been pressed. Oh, but wow. they say that he probably was right in wanting to do that because I think Hey Bulldog is actually kind of a catchier. People talk about it more than they talk about Lady Madonna huh. nowadays. Hmm. So Lady Madonna was a was a hit mm-hmm. and a good song. The flip side was in the inner light, mm-hmm. which was a lesser yeah. B side. I, I do too. I like it too. Ugh. But maybe they could have put the yeah. bulldog on yeah. the back of Lady Madonna. Mm-hmm. George would not have liked that. No, let's let George have a little bit of light here. <laughs> you know, I'm finding out something about mm-hmm. myself, and it's a, it's pretty amazing actually. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of trying to figure out what does this mean exactly. But when we had to do this show or this presentation I was going through all this Beatles information and what do I want to talk about and I and my piece that I'm going to talk about a lot is the song Strawberry Fields Mm. Forever I also want to talk about um, I'm the Walrus Mm -hmm. and a few other songs And, and I find myself after all this time after kind of you know way past the 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 fact of being a listener and a just someone enjoying music I'm drawn to the songs of John Lennon. Hmm. And I always associated with him. Mm-hmm. I always said he's my favorite. You know, then I I came to like all of them. Yeah. Kind of almost equally. Yeah. But here I owe again. Yeah. It's 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 I have to kind huh. of force myself to say, well, let's include George. We don't have right, enough George right. here. 
and I like George Harrison, mm-hmm. but I'm just I just think that Lennon drove that? The, yeah. the the engine kind of. Well, yeah, I think everyone you know? would agree with that. Hmm. He was the. I mean, come on. When things all of a sudden flipped and changed, it was because of him. Yeah. Seemed, you know, uh, I, I was discussing this with my cousin Melissa a lot when we were out in Liverpool together. Uh-huh. And we agreed that if he had been born some other time, hmm. probably he would have been as great in whatever era he would be dropped in. Because there's something about him. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I Seems so. to be right. You know, but really, George was a better guitar player. Mm-hmm. Than John Lennon. Mm-hmm. John Lennon learned a lot in the beginning from Paul. Mm. Paul was better. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a, there's a there's a songwriting thing yeah. though. Yeah. That that's what's that's what is different. Yeah. I think Paul is still more okay with putting out like eighty percent of his stuff is wonderful, and then there's that twenty percent that's kind of like weird choice Paul why what's this lyric but he's okay with it it's kind mm-hmm. of it's like it's part of the deal I don't think John was willing to put anything out that wasn't really perfect for him it's amazing know? that Paul even wrote the song silly love songs in a response to the criticism he was getting about his yeah. songwriting so yeah, yeah right. I don't know. John didn't do such a thing yeah. I don't think. although he did a lot of introspective yeah. stuff yeah oh yeah but you know it's funny because with our show on the Beatles we want to talk about the, the unique and very, very um, enjoyable and groundbreaking work mm-hmm. that Ringo did on the drums. Mm-hmm. Then we want to talk about George's guitar playing and how mm-hmm. he could be a lead guitar player for yeah. any good rock yeah. band. You know, We want to talk about Paul's bass playing. But when it comes to John, and it's not like rhythm guitar is just nothing. No. He's got some, some stuff that he's doing yeah. that nobody else could do. Yeah. But I wanted to talk about his voice. Yeah. Not his yeah. instruments. And they, they play the piano and other things too. Mm-hmm. Harmonica. But John Lennon's voice is just amazing. Yeah. And how he can change it. And, yeah. And, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Man, mm-hmm. use it the way he And Paul has a super wide range. Yes. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. You try and sing along with certain songs, you can do it. And then others, he's going from low to high and everything in between. Yeah. It's amazing mm-hmm. that they're gifted and talented and have the drive to do it. All, like all of the pieces and parts went into play. Hmm. I think this is why you are so drawn to John, because clearly it's been revealed that you focus so much on lyrics. That seems like the main thing. You You're, say that you, a lot. You are Maybe a word true. guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you love words, and for me, it's melody. I think, and uh, the whole. I think it's like the whole picture. I like lyrics too, but I think mm-hmm. that. He was the one who was playing with words a lot. I mean, you did books. The, you did that whole thing about him with the books. Yeah. So <laughs> I think you are more smitten by that kind of thing, which is a re- reason why you would. He had a be way that. That, yeah. that was beyond a lot of people. Yeah. Like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> but it's so funny it's some fun, of the things yeah. he comes up with. Well, when he had, there's that quote from him about, <laughs> "I am the walrus. Let him sort that one out, or something yeah. like that." Yeah. <laughs> Well, he got wind of the fact that some college professor was oh, talking yeah. about using his work. As yes, a, that, uh, that they have this <laughs> hidden messages and yeah. all whatever, and he just he just made this yeah. piece up that was kind of like let him figure this one out. Yeah, I love that though. What a <laughs> what a funny thing! He's not afraid of anything yeah, either, you know. Yeah. Hmm. And a lot of George's stuff, I think, is derived from these ancient Indian 
Sanskrit messages. So like inner light is a, that whole thing is a is a prayer. It's from a, yeah. a holy book, yeah. So, I mean, it's a little different motivation behind his work, I think. Mm-hmm. Often, I mean, not all the. A he lot had of, a playful way with words. Yes, too. he did. You know, and on some I of mean, his lighthearted. I told songs. you all about a couple episodes ago about his whole thing from Sir that Frankie house? Crisp. Yes. It, that mm-hmm. stuff's so cool. Yeah. He was seeing things in a different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what did he have like? Um, if you don't know where you're going, any road will take you there. Yeah. That just came out of his yeah, yeah. his brain. Mm-hmm. And what was the other one I liked? It was the one about the birthday cake. Um, if mm. it's your birthday, have a piece of cake, but don't eat the whole thing. Or, <laughs> it was just kind of like something like that. Yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's cool that they got to a point where they were able to just mess around and put this stuff out, and they didn't really succumb to the record labels. Mm. You know, they didn't. They still maintained this playfulness and mm-hmm. kind of let themselves push the envelope. I would think the worst thing was that they had to do the Yellow Submarine movie. Oh. You know, and they weren't, didn't even really participate in that. There wasn't yeah. their voices in there. Yeah. But, but I mean, most of the time it seemed like they were doing their thing. Mm-hmm. They had this And even this, this deal, these but... two things that I cited with, with George's writing, they both fit his philosophy. The yes. The birthday cake thing and yeah. the, the yeah. one about the road that will right. take you. He has this philosophy that mm-hmm. he just stayed on. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Very consistent. Consistent, yeah. yeah. So, that's that's pretty cool. I think each one of them did a pretty good job of that. Because we can kind of joke about Paul McCartney, but I there I think there's something admirable about the fact that he doesn't he doesn't care about making some profound statement every time. Yeah. He has those two, but there's mm-hmm. something kind of nice Definitely about about allowing yourself to just have a good time too. Mm-hmm. Who cares? I like the song "Old Ladio Blada" because it's just kind of fun. It's not it doesn't always have to be this, you know. Happiness is a warm gun. Yeah, Imagine yeah. if it was all like that. You would yeah. you would be overwhelmed. I think you Paul was influenced by his father, who was in a jazz band. Uh, and, you know, right. he, he would recognize him with these songs on his solo albums mm-hmm. later. What was that one? I love you and you, you seem to like me. Oh, yeah. That one. Um, you gave me from, the answer? Yes, <laughs> yes. From Venus and Mars. That was, I think, was kind of a salute to his dad, kind of, because that was the kind of song he, he would go yeah. back to. Your mother would know. Right. There's a lot of, you can hear a lot of the old yeah. jazz. Well, and a lot of the research we were doing. When I'm 64. Yeah. Know, one. Well, and then he, he did that, but then he went even further back and bridged this whole gap between classical musicians and the avant-garde, mm. brought back this sense of classical music into rock and roll. Uh-huh. I mean, that's a huge thing. Yeah. That one historian we were using in our research, Howard Goodall. Howard Goodall, but he said how at the time, before they came along, classical music was going through a big slump. Hmm. Remember? Yeah. That yeah. that everyone got too avant-garde, so the normal people who were listening in didn't know what to do with it anymore. Uh-huh. And it was sort of dead. Huh. And then the Beatles came along and, and reinvigorated it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, think about with Eleanor Rigby, how weird that must have been to tune yeah. into that. Yeah. Well, and the research that I did about that song is when that song was released, see if I can remember all this now. When that song was released in 1966, the top 10, the number one song was Wild Thing. <laughs> now compare Wild Thing to Eleanor Rigby, yeah. you know, the, the, the poetry of it by itself, the music, you know, mm-hmm. the, the use of strings in, in Eleanor Rigby, you know. And then there were other songs 
Hanky Panky was in the <laughs> top five. Um, some of these songs were just like not just, but hello, this is like I, a I giant compared like to a, an I ant. still do like those ones. Oh, yeah. Still fun. <laughs> oh. A giant compared to an ant is right, but oh. a cute ant. <laughs> okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> One more thing, though, we didn't give any really much of a salute here at all to Ringo. Yeah, we should. And here's what I want to say about him, mm-hmm. and it's all the Beatles. Mm-hmm. How they were when they got famous, when they first came here, they were all like 20 years old, 22, yeah. something like that. Those guys, they were just the kids, really, yeah. and they were having all this fun sudden fame uh-huh. and they handled it very well actually yeah. but it's so fun to listen to those old interviews there they, each of them had their, yeah. their senses of humor was just something else yeah oh i know how could they be that confident in themselves yeah and quick with the yeah. with the funny stuff yeah there was if this is not the early days but they have, there was a video of ringo i think ringo is just funny oh yeah he's almost like a comedian and he's got such a sunny attitude yeah always it seems yep he was on some talk show and they were talking about you know his career and the Beatles I forget which guy it was one of those late night talk show guys there was a a new documentary about the Beatles that had come out and he said Ringo this is really outstanding everyone I talked with is is very excited about it everyone likes it everyone's watching it it's 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 just great I think I think everyone's watching it. Don't you? Don't you think everyone's watching it? And he said, "Well, everyone at my house watched it." <laughs> That's it. Just like yeah. what's he supposed to say to this yeah. over the top right. stuff this guy was He's giving? He's so him? cute. Oh, oh I laughed. He's is this underdog, but I think he provided a lot of stability within the whole band. And I think he supplied some inspiration, too, because I know in, in my research, I told you this, that uh, it was his phrase, tomorrow never knows. Uh-huh. And he came up, he just said that in an interview, offhanded, tomorrow never knows. And, <laughs> and John liked it. And it's, it is really kind of a profound yeah. statement, if you think about it. But he said it in this goofy way. But then it sticks. And I think Ringo go. said I've had a hard day's night. Yeah. And John jumped on that too. Yeah. Seems to me that's what he, he, he came up with that. You mm-hmm. know? He just says it. You know, and yeah. So I have a it. feeling that there were these, maybe maybe he wasn't the best songwriter, but who, you know, does everybody in the band have to be? Like you said, Jethro Tull was one guy. That was it. Yeah. So why we have such a hard standard for Ringo just because everybody else was doing their thing. But <laughs> I mean, he was pretty He brilliant. wasn't expected to, but he did no. write some songs. Yeah. He did. It's fun to That's listen pretty, to the Beatles and just listen to the drums. Or yeah. just listen to the bass, oh, of course. Yeah. You can do all that. And that's the last thing I want to say about mm-hmm. this is this is what my final uh, hope is for this class we do, too, mm-hmm. is that people will leave with the enthusiasm or the, the at least the, the urge or the idea to go and do further research. Yeah. Read this book, that tuned-in yeah. book about the Beatles. Tuned-in or, or tune-in, I mean. Yeah. Or um, the one you have, Tell Me Why. Oh, yeah. That's a great one. That's uh, Tim Riley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really good book. Or go watch that Howard Goodall. That's such yeah. a great resource. And listen to the Beatles songs. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, a lot of these songs. Listen with what, fresh ears. When I first set out to do this, I thought, oh, I've heard this song a million mm-hmm. times. Do I really want to listen? Maybe I'll listen to a different one. Yeah. No, but no, yeah. listen to this one over and over and, yeah. and, and get all you can I out of it. I love to listen since I'm a secondary, I heard it all secondary. I wasn't ever, I wasn't there when these things were coming out. So it's, it's harder to evoke that 
feeling of freshness sometimes. But then I sometimes I'll train myself to think, pretend this is the very first time you've ever heard this, and then you start to realize how significant it was. And maybe I'll never really know either. Because, I, I mean, how could you if you grew up in a world with all this abundance of new music? Mm-hmm. Consider a time when Eleanor Rigby was a hugely significant thing mm-hmm. in the middle of all this rock and roll happening. I don't think I'll ever understand how um, significant that was, but it's fun to try. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sometimes I can go look back and try to remember where how was I felt. when I first heard yeah. this. I yeah. can remember where I was when I first heard Help. Wow. Where were you? I was at my friend's house, oh. and it was his older brother who had the song. That's so cool. Yeah. I remember talking with a friend of mine at one of my big Beatles conventions. She's from Germany. And we had this moment together once, Alma. She was telling me how, as a kid, she knew she liked the Beatles, but she lived in some region where you couldn't hear it on the radio. Hmm. And so she would, what she would do is go to the music store and buy sheet music and play it for herself on the piano to learn how it went, hmm. to hear the melody hmm. and teach it to herself that way. <laughs> That's the only way she could listen to it. Wow. She'd play it to herself because <laughs> she could hear it once in a while if she tuned in and way late at night heard it from like England wow. or something like that. Wow. And then you know, it's kind of how the Beatles. That. That's how the Beatles themselves learned how to play mm-hmm. the songs, listening on the radio and yeah. trying to figure. Going it out. to the record store. Well, yeah. I wish I had more stories like the one yeah. with where I was at Tom Maddie's house and I heard his brother's help. <laughs> and I often do. Where was I when I first heard yeah. this one? I, yeah. I can't remember all the time. Yeah. It was on the radio. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. Well, my first time was probably when I was like four in the car with you being amazed at the fact that you could (laughs) identify John, Paul, George, and Ringo. (laughs) Well, somebody today could sit down with some kind of a playlist they get off Spotify and they could listen to every song Mm -hmm. for the very first time while sitting in their own living room. What kind of memory is that? Yeah, seriously. It was more fun when you heard it on the radio for the first time. Absolutely. That's what people yeah. did with Elvis songs and all yeah, that. It was yeah, like, Whoa. How cool. yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Well, should we um, discuss what we're going to do next time? Sure. It's hard to I know how. So. It's hard yeah. to know how much we've. I know. know how much time we've going by. Filled this whole thing Beatles. with Beatles. Yeah, I know. We could geez. go on for hours, honestly. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, we haven't met in such a long mm-hmm. time, so I would I wouldn't mind just catching up on what have you been watching. Right. Do we have a couple minutes? Yeah. I'm going to do I'm going to ask you these riddles then. Okay. But I made up. Okay. You I, made them up. Okay. <laughs> oh, I better be on my on I don't my know best behavior here. I don't know how I even came to them, but I thought this would be fun to add this. But then I thought okay, I've come up with these two. I don't know if I can come up with a third. Maybe you <laughs> could. I don't know. But this is the idea. Okay. Drawing from old songs, yeah. movies, whatever. Come up with some kind of a riddle that involves a pun. Okay. And see. <laughs> All right. Let's well, lay let it on see. me here. Okay. Um, let me think. What movie title would you think of? Now, this is not just Beatles now, right? Correct. Okay. Not just the Beatles anymore. And I'm not sure how many of these movie titles you would know your age. Maybe you don't know this one. But it's oh, an boy. Oscar-winning movie. Okay. This is like when you refer to some old wrestler or something. And I don't, of course I don't know. Well, the second one you'll get. But okay. the first one you might not. Because okay. I don't know if you know this movie. How, but... many, how many bucks are you going to give me if I do get it? <laughs> that was always our thing. Okay, five bucks. If you... I could always you... tell how difficult it was going to be based yeah. on how many dollars you would give me. 
<laughs> if it was way out there, it'd be like a hundred bucks. Yep. And if it was an easy one, I'd say, I'll give you $5. Yeah. And you didn't get it then most Ugh. of the time. Oh, come now. <laughs> That's not true. Well, here's your first one. What movie is it when you invite Burton Cummings, Randy Bachman, and others of their colleagues for an evening meal? I have no idea. Who are those people? <laughs> I don't even know who they are. Well, you should know, but the people my age would know, I hope. Maybe not all. Say them again? Burton Cummings, Randy Bachman, they were in the band. Bachman Turner Overdrive? No, he, he later oh. made that. Okay, but first band? he was in a band, the Guess Who. Oh. So, oh, what guess movie is dinner? it when you invite those guys over for an evening meal? Guess Who's Coming Dinner? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Guess who's coming to dinner? So, <laughs> see how it works? You've got to come funny. up with some of these for me. Okay. Now. Okay, but Sounds here's good. another one. What proverb? This is just a proverb. <laughs> um, first of all, do you know what a lepidopterist is? No. <laughs> it's an expert on butterflies and moths. So, yeah. Okay. So, what proverb is it? When you take Mick Jagger with you, when your lepidopterist club goes out, and he comes back with an empty net. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Here's the answer. No stone moth, something with moth. Yes, yes. Okay. You're putting uh, it together. <laughs> How's it go again? How's what go? The proverb. Well, you should be yeah, no, the guy to think of. Rolling Stone gathers up no moth. <laughs> That's it. Oh God! A Rolling I Stone think... gathers no moths. Oh God! <laughs> oh, that was a pretty good one. I like those. This is good. I, I think we should try to incorporate some more riddles as we go. Well, if they come, I've had several months to come up with those two, and I can't think of anymore. <laughs> well, we'll try. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, um, I guess we'll yeah. shut her down for tonight, and we'll, we'll see you yeah, again. We've got some in the topics. Future. Yeah, yeah, because it's been such a long time. Yeah, I want to keep mine a surprise for you though, because there it, have been books, there have been movies, yeah, TV shows, exactly. radio shows we haven't yeah. discussed in a long time. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Well, thanks for meeting up today. Yeah. Toodaloo. Toodaloo. Bye bye. <laughs>